Welcome to Marvel Cinematic University, the show where we talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies and what is that? A TV show, a Marvel Cinematic Universe TV show. That's right. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jay Christie, joined as always by Anthony Canton III. Anthony, how are you? Oh, man, I'm excited. I've been waiting for this moment for a really long time. Let's get into it. Happy to be with y'all. Same, same. And Jerome Chang. Jerome? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? Doing well. Uh, Yes, we are here, as the title suggests. And as anyone who knows anything about the MCU knows, we're here to talk about the first two episodes of WandaVision, the first MCU official show, the first MCU content we've gotten since Spider-Man Far From Home. And boy, oh boy, does it feel good? Oh, it's great, guys, isn't it? It's nice. Absolutely. It's nice to have it back for sure. <laughs> Wait, what does Agents of Shield classify as? Is that not MCU, or is that tangential? And it's not like the way this is MCU. I put it in the same bucket as like the Netflix shows because it's but not. See, like my this Marvel relates Studios directly. Is it? Oh, is it? Is it? It, it might be. I don't know. I didn't watch it. Yeah, like yeah. No, neither did I. I just just because like obvious. I think at least when it comes to. Like the Netflix shows would call back and mention events that happened in MCU, whereas I think Agents of Shield and I think AC is the only person equipped to confirm this. They actually had moments that connected back into the movies, right? You know, it was like one of those shows that it was. It was. It, it's like the. It's like the dude who's trying to talk to a girl, and he and he keeps just trying to like give like information. Like yeah, it's this is related. I'm into the same things you into. Well, yeah, no, okay. it's like it's like okay. my, my even friend. Really not, my friend was like, there. My friend was there. Yeah, I, I right, my right, friend. Okay, okay, okay. My friend. So like they tried to apply stuff to um the Infinity Saga to a degree. They okay. did a time travel situation. These All right, I, I don't can't watch, believe but... I'm the one saying to keep on topic, but we're not going to talk about Agents of the Shield in the first. No, 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 we're not. I'm just saying. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm saying that because I was going to tune in. It's like, yeah, finally new Marvel content. I want to see what the boys think. <laughs> um, all right. So um, I just think, I don't know about you guys, but I'll start first just saying I really enjoyed it. I really liked what they did. And uh, just generally, I feel like you guys feel the same way as me, but AC, did it how did it feel like as with all the expectations you had for it did it meet the expectations yeah it did and I, what i liked about it is that it felt to me like a turducken it was a turducken it's a mm-hmm. it's a mystery wrapped in a psychological thriller wrapped in a <laughs> sitcom a cheesy sitcom show mm-hmm. and i think the i i didn't know how they were going to apply it we've heard this information for a really long time mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed the fact that, and this is a big part of it, the leads have to sell it. Mm -hmm, And that's the main thing that I took away from this is that both Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany were tremendous in their roles in selling us this cheesy world. And um, yeah, that's why I met expectations uh, to me. And I'm kind of excited to see where this, where this goes continuing going forward. Jerome? Uh, Yeah, I thought it was solid. I just, um, I think for me, I wanted, I think I maybe came out of it knowing like, okay, these are the seeds that are being planted. Um, I think they did really well in executing the genre, like the old sitcom genres and hitting all those points and planting the Easter eggs. But obviously this is all building to something. So like in terms of actual, and like, I get that's the point of what's going on here that like there isn't really forward moving plot because part of it is the idea that, um, she is kind of putting them in this purgatory place where it is a sitcom and things are not really happening. And I think they nailed it well. I think if anything, uh, for me, I 
I will, I will, I'm waiting to see what's coming next is what is going on. And uh, so like, I admire the execution. It's really nice to have it back. I think Nitz said it great on Twitter where just getting to hear the Marvel open again oh, is yeah. really wonderful. And uh, especially seeing the update of it. I think someone, wherever I read it, they noted that, you know, now you have uh, Iron Man doing the snap in the open mm -hmm. and just like all those little bits updating there and um yeah like i think i think for sure uh even more so than i would say endgame this one is really for just the inside people like it you have to be invested to, i think to like want to come into this world especially these two specific episodes so on that front uh yeah really happy to have it back but i kind of wish there was just more like i wish i could just see more already yeah <laughs> yeah i think the thing that impressed me the most is because they've been talking a lot about how it's going to have like sitcom motifs forever I wasn't expecting it to be so committed to it where that mm -hmm. like we really don't go a step outside of it except for the last like three, like two seconds of each episode. And I imagine as the show goes on, they're going to obviously as the you know plot goes forward, it's going to step out of it. But I think that the commitment to not holding the audience's hand were like, yeah, it's and I, I understand why that this was originally slated to be like the third show or whatever to be released uh, because this is like, I, I think that they're happy to have it out, but they, this is obviously not probably the show. This that is they, not easing anyone in. No. Yeah. Um, and I really, I really respect their commitment to doing what they're doing. And I think that um, a thing that I enjoy about it is that the, they're obviously making fun of the tropes of 50s and 60s sitcoms, but they're also playing them very well. Like they're playing, it's it's play, yep. it's the plots feel like actual plots of those shows, having watched them. And I'm personally not a fan. I think that they uh, kind of suck, but <laughs> like, I think that they, the that's not really at all work. hot take. <laughs> yeah. I understand that, but there's some people like yeah. nostalgic for it. It's like, you know, for the sure. best shows were the Dick Van Dyke show. It's like, no. Uh, no. But, and the thing, one thing I'll add before we go to the plot and stuff, I think there's something that really works to talk about selling it. I think that particularly, this is such a, cheesy like 1950s critique but not critique but like statement but like you see elizabeth olsen act out some of these scenes and you're just like she just has like a face and look where she looks yes. like she was on tv in the 50s she has the gigantic yeah. eyes and like she has her hairstyle the way like it just looks perfect and paul yeah. bettany's like doesn't have exactly the look of like a husband in those type of shows but he definitely um i mean he does like, have that kind of dick van dyke uh feel to it like He's i'll give tall. him that Right, he's very There's tall and just like him, not being sure. American too and just yeah. like having that charm that way. Um, One thing I'll just note just because uh, we're talking a little bit about the tropes right now and the one thing that uh, I think I'll point out until it really truly feels normal and like consistent, uh, it's nice to see these tropes uh, look diverse. Mm -hmm. Like it's nice to see these things and like you just see the community and obviously I think these days it's a lot more intentional in mm -hmm. kind of making sure that's the case and uh, like what a great world we'll get to when it doesn't have to be forced. Like we'll, we'll need to like cover all angles and it's just a matter like ingrained within it. Um, but it is cool to see that. Like it is, it is a little jarring to see, say like in like, of course, black characters, but like an Asian character in a black and white setting like that. Mm -hmm. It just like, it, it, it throws you. And that's great though. Yeah. I think also on, on that subject, I think a lot of times people use the excuse of like, well, we can't possibly have people of color because that wasn't what it was like back then. But one, this is obviously in Wanda's mind in some capacity. Exactly. And two, also, it doesn't take me out of it. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't. No, no, it does. Like, no, no, like, yeah. no, no, it doesn't take me out like definitely in that way. It's just more in the- Well, like, no, I'm not saying that you think nice this. I'm saying yeah, that yeah, like yeah. a lot of executives yeah, yeah. will be like, well, you can't because one is like, no one cares. Of course. Like, of unless course. the point of it is race, it don't care. But anyway, exactly. I yes. think you're absolutely right. 
Um, so we get two episodes in this uh, in this week, which was very nice because I would have been upset with just the one. Um, and so we'll start off. I'm going to do a rough plot summary, and you guys obviously chime in and leave your thoughts. Um, we start off. We learn that they're moving into a town called Westview, uh, which is, I think, a per- one of those perfect chef's kiss fake town names because it doesn't tell you anything about the town um right. and uh, just potentially which direction it's looking that's yes it's because it sounds like west sounds like at the beginning that obviously works at the beginning of the name and then view at the end but like right. you never really would see them next to each other because usually view is like mountain view or lake view because like sure sure thing. anyway yeah it's it's, um, it's um, in the weeds on it's this. like what's the origin point is it like from here you're always viewing west and that's the mm-hmm. best look or is it like are you looking from the east toward the west view and this is the west view over here is yes yeah, it's it's wonderful. It's wonderfully vague and uh, perfect. In the first episode, there's the main crux, like the main uh, tension at the beginning of it, is a very, very, very like real sitcom type plot where they see a heart on the uh, calendar for the day in question, but they're not sure what it is for, and they're both pretending like they know what it is and they don't want to admit that they forgot. Um, which I think that this is like that. I was really happy when I saw this. Cause it's like, Oh, this is actually like a fun sixties plot or like 50s mm-hmm. or sixties show plot mm-hmm. that it doesn't feel like it's a complete parody. It feels like it's actually a good plot, you know? And we'll get to what that means a little bit later. Okay. Yes. When we get to AC's Easter egg corner. <laughs> sure. Um, yes. So vision uh, goes to his job at computational services, Inc. Um, yep. Which we'll talk about in a little bit later. I'm assuming there's some Easter egg there. I just can't believe there would be. <laughs> um, and he, he effortlessly changes into a normal looking person. And um, that as he's there, Wanda is at home and their neighbor Agnes introduces herself, uh, played by the wonderful Catherine Hahn, who I will talk about a little bit about later. Um, and basically in the conversation with Agnes, uh, Wanda concludes that it must be their anniversary. Although right. she's not sure of what anniversary because obviously they're not married and like, yeah. you know, yeah. Well, they claim to be, but they have no representation no. of it, right? Yeah. That's what comes. And also, if it was episode. the anniversary of the day they met, would it be like the day that Sokovia uh, fell from the sky? Because that would be a bad anniversary. Because that was the day they met. Is probably. that the very first day? Actually, they we know they met up... the day he was made because she was there. Her, her, right, uh, yeah, she, she was, was there, there in that moment. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Right. So it's also right. his birthday. Right. Shout out to that. <laughs> um, and so Agnes is like, "I'm going to help you prepare for the anniversary." Catherine mm-hmm. Hine, by the way, I want to talk about doing the era, like the acting justice. The cheesiness she is excellent. She, she's she is fantastic in it. Born for the like to do this. And it's to so nobody's perfect. surprise yeah. uh, that she would nail that. Um yeah. uh keep going. Yeah. Uh, no. And so uh at work, Vision, he is apparently the best at his job because he is super fast and speedy. I really like the way that they do the visuals of him being super mm-hmm. fast where it's done super practical looking like it. They don't go away from the multi-camera sitcom look. They just speed up his hand. It's, it's a really cool effect. Um, yeah. But there's a problem. And if this, this is an Easter egg ACL, wait, but Vision is not sure what they're computing at this company. No, we could actually talk about this now, um, at least to what mm-hmm. I believe to this point. Vision clearly because his his mentality is a robot and he's always trying to figure out things and he looks at things analytically, he's trying to figure out what is happening here. He sees that something is off. He doesn't under quite understand it. But basically everybody that's been in his way um, is basically just trying to throw him off the track, including Wanda, which we'll get to later. Yeah, I, I also like this bit though, because 
obviously not they play in a way where it is a little sinister on purpose because obviously whatever it is is sinister but i think it also is a very it, it it works with the form because it is feels like a very sakami thing where the dad the husband goes to work every day with a briefcase at some nondescript job and it's not yeah. really clear what he does you know what i mean like it doesn't feel crazy that he goes to a job called like computational services that just kind of feels like it's sakami. it's perfectly normal the only thing that's different is that he's questioning it exactly that's exactly the thing um and so as this is happening, he talks to his boss, uh, Mr. Hart, who reminds him that Wanda and Vision are hosting Mr. Hart and his wife for dinner that night, uh, which Vision then realizes, oh, Hart, that's what the Hart represented. Um, you know, that's when you're in too smart for your own good. Right. Uh, <laughs> so as this, as this happens, obviously, there's a, there's a classic sitcom disconnect because Wanda thinks that it's their anniversary and Vision mm-hmm. knows that Mr. Hart is coming over. So um, when Mr. Hart and Mrs. Hart come over, Wanda uh, sup- goes turn to surprise Vision and puts her hands around his eyes and says, guess who I believe is what happens? Yep. And it turns out it's also Mr. dresses Hart. provocatively um, mm-hmm. yes. and the advice from Agnes to spice things up. Right, right, right. Yes. Agnes reads from a woman's magazine uh, where I believe the, the one of the piece of advice is to stumble into a room. So a man has to catch you. Yes, that's a move. And then also <laughs> to seduce, which we'll get to yes. later. Right. Oh, there's, there's stuff to get to later about seduction, man. There's well, I mean, listen, I, it's it, it's funny how. And I, and I just just off a quick tangent, I just want to say, like, one of the things that they did, they threw a lot of a lot of Easter eggs at us. It's just like it's stuff that even I, as somebody who's like really keen for this stuff, did not see. I had to watch it mm-hmm. again. And it's like, oh, I missed this. I missed this. I missed this. Mm-hmm. And very cleverly done. Hiding yes. in plain sight. And right. of course, the excuse they give for her doing that is apparently that is a traditional Sokovian greeting because uh, yes. Wanda is European. Um, great stuff. Which, uh, like, again, plays very well to the American exceptionalism of that time that, like, yeah. anyone foreign can be easily explained by just explaining that, like, they're from there. So that's why it's different exactly. and weird. It's okay to be quirky. Uh, I just want to shout out, since we're at this stage, yes. uh, shout out to the casting of Deborah Jo Rupp, mm-hmm. um, former Kitty Vorman of that 70s show. I think Absolutely. if there's anything that pulled me into that era really nicely is actually it's seeing her. Yes. And just, like, associating it back to, like, that time of show. That time, obviously, being even still after that, but... Her, similarly to Elizabeth Olsen, just having the perfect look mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. that sort of thing. 100%. So, and Absolutely. like the playing along that goes ahead, I know you're going to get to that. Like the sing-alongs, all that put together, um, uh, just like fits so great in creating that atmosphere. Yes. So obviously there's a problem. One has a problem because she did not cook a multi-course dinner mm-hmm. um, for, uh, for the guests. But thankfully, Agnes is there with supplies to make a three-course, I believe, dinner, uh, including like a steak and lobster and a bunch of other stuff, um, which I just want to say, this is how you know that something's afoot, because clearly, like, even though there's there's sick, cheesy sitcom stuff, this feels a little too far. Like, there's no way she would just have um, a whole dinner lying around, but she does. And so Wanda is using her abilities to try to, you know, to cook it all very fast, but of course, she makes a lot of noise, and um, Mrs. Hart goes to try to see what's going on. But Vision has a perfect way to distract. And Jerome, how does Vision distract them? He sings. Uh, I forget the what was the exact song he sings. He sings, I believe, Yakety Yak. Yakety Yak. Yes, he does a full Yakety Yak sing <laughs> song, um, which gets uh, which gets. Um, I forget the name of the character, but the boss's wife, uh, Mrs. Hart. I just called her. Mrs. Hart. Thank you. Yes, Mrs. Hart into it. 
who again, like in a very like Deborah Jo Rupp is so good at that sort of thing. Like just the way she awkwardly claps along, she's like a little off rhythm. She's a little into mm-hmm. it, but then how he convinces them all to like join him afterward to sing old McDonald. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like also playing back to just in terms of like the sitcom plot of it, uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure on Vision here because yes. uh, we saw what happened to the last person who unsuccessfully entertained. And, mm-hmm. you know, to have the trope of like, he needs to save it and this is what he comes up with in the end and somehow it's working. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just very good sitcom humor. And um, yeah. and yeah, and then you get all the wonderful visuals. Again, kind of in the same way with Vision's typing, it works very well that uh, it doesn't look like it's CGI. Like it looks like very practical effects that you would find at the time. Um, and you get this very cool, like very funny, very silly, I love Lucy meets Bewitched moment uh, in the kitchen. Yes, very much so. And um, so Wanda is trying to um, cook the chicken and she like uses her powers to cook it, but she then overcooks it. And so she tries to undo it, but she undoes it so far that it becomes eggs, which I think is just a great gag. That's a just, great gag. Classic. Uh, and so there's a big problem. And then she needs Vision to tenderize a steak that they have. But of course, he accidentally pulverizes it. So <laughs> one thing leads to another, and they don't have dinner really to make. Um, but in the blink of an eye, Wanda has an idea. She makes breakfast for dinner. Uh, she makes like eggs and sausage and some other things. Mm-hmm. Um, because also because she lost the lobsters, they flew out of the house. Um, right. And they're not sure where they are. And so she did it. You know, we all can breathe a sigh of, the, sigh of relief. Except, get to the weird. Yes. Except um, uh, they, Mr. and Mrs. Hart ask basically what wanted vision story is. How do they meet? And then there's a really, really, really uncomfortable moment, which I really liked how long they stayed in it where they have no answer. Um, and I think AC, I don't know about you, but I feel like this was the first moment where there really was like a real constant tension where it really kind of felt like the show was breaking a little bit. Yeah, and I think it was important for it was important for for us to kind of get that because listen, don't get me wrong, I thought the the sitcom stuff was very entertaining, and I thought I, I was really into it. But there was a part of me that was like, okay, where are we getting this? Where are we getting this this thing in terms of the plot and moving forward and stuff like that? And that was the first instance, and it was very small. It, it was very small, but just very well done. Um, I thought everybody played their roles. The facial expressions, you got to sell that because both of them looking really confused mm-hmm. at what's happening. And then the very... You have to overact if you want to do it in that setting, like that classic yeah. sitcom. Yeah. It has to be like very zany. And I also think they need to show that it's not that they're hiding the answer. They don't know. It's yeah, like right, they don't right. know how it just, you know what I mean? It's a very important thing, yeah. Or in the case of Wanda, actually trying to hide her hide from knowing herself yes even though like there's right. a, there's a subconscious part of her that knows because we also haven't decided quite yet if vision exists like mm-hmm. if he's alive and he's existing as a like a character along with wanda or is this just all wanda right now so do you guys want to kind of like a, a address this now or do you want to wait i think till, we can get like, it to like, we were, yeah like, well I think we have like so many other things to plant and cover. And okay. I think it's like yeah. more relevant to at least the Easter egg section and like yeah. talking about what it all means. All right. Sounds yes. good. Yeah. But as, so as this is happening, Mr. Hart gets very mad and he starts choking on a piece of his food and they just sit there for a while, which is also very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that the uh, Heimlich maneuver wasn't invented at this point. Um, right. And so when he falls over and passes out, vision 
phases through his skin. He lies motionless there for a while. Yeah, he's probably a very uncomfortable amount of time that uh, and then like, again, going back to Mrs. Hart, the way it's um, it's like, you know what it is? It's like non-playable characters in a video game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Where they just got stuck in their own loop at that point. Mm hmm. And they're not acting like it's Grand Theft Auto, right? Where just the characters walking by as you're hijacking another car or something like that. I mean, the classic example, and this is anyone who's played it will know what I mean. The best NBC dialogue like that is Elder Scrolls Oblivion. That's what it feels like. It's <laughs> right, just right. like, uh, stop it. Stop like it. almost, yeah, like basically any RPG for that matter, yeah. like any mm-hmm. big world uh, situation. And that's. And that's, yeah, again, like where it's starting to come yes. at the seams. And so, yeah, he phases through and he grabs the food. And uh, at that point, the hearts decide that um, they're, probably as this is happening, they kind of, the cameras start to go in angles that a sitcom won't go on anymore, which I think is right. interesting too. Starting to um, break away from yeah, its own the, form. And I think that that is also a really smart choice. But then it goes back to normal and the hearts decide that they're going to leave. Um, and uh, they thank them for having dinner. And of course, Mrs. Hart says goodbye in the traditional Sokovian way. Mm-hmm. And um, then Wanda and Vision uh, declare that, you know, they're firm that they're not a normal couple. And they, you know, sit on the couch together and we get a little title card, WandaVision, and it zooms out. And we see that this is on a television and you hear someone calling for Wanda, like kind of staticky in a radio. Right. And the episode ends. Yeah. Um, that's also where they she creates the rings for them, or he creates. Oh, them. right, right, right. Sorry, yeah. I, I apologize. I forgot to write no, that no, down. No. All good. That she creates wedding rings for them because they're asked mm-hmm. to have wedding rings. Um, and also during this episode, I didn't want to break it up the plot. There's a commercial for the Stark Industries Toast mm-hmm. Mate 2000. Um, that's right. Which I'm assuming is a big Easter egg. Now, there's I think- a couple of yeah, there's a couple of Easter eggs, but I, this one I could say right now because Go. I just this is just my own opinion. These. These both commercials, and we'll get to the other one later, are just symbolism for Wanda's past trauma. Obviously, yep. we know that she blamed Tony Stark for yeah. what happened in uh, it, it, what you call it to her family in Sokovia. Yep. Yes. All right. So that's episode one. I enjoyed episode one quite a bit. Um, yeah, I think that uh, the stuff. I think it's a very it was a very good introduction, and I think that the fifties are a good place to start um, it because it's so chaste. That like it, it has definitely the most heightened tone of any of the genres. Because as sitcoms go along, they become yeah. less and less like oh, da, 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 da. I don't know how. Else to say well, it. like I think I think <laughs> what what works so well, especially for what they're trying to achieve here, is the older television is, the more it is based on a structure and formula. Mm-hmm. So anything out of place is very notable, like the contrast yes. that you create out of that. And so, mm-hmm. because like, obviously when it comes to television, it becomes more nuanced, characters are more fleshed out, they aren't one dimensional. Whereas here you get to see immediately something's off as mm-hmm. opposed to something if they were just existing in real life and she was creating a simulation. So that's uh, yeah. that's definitely like a good reason why you start there. Yeah, and it also feels super safe. Like if you'd imagine someone who like watched 50s television growing up would, if they were in like a psychosis, they would might consider like an idyllic set of a sick entirely the most sure. safe place to be, you know? Yeah. And yeah. And like, at least in terms of like, we're talking about, you know, how it doesn't necessarily feel like the specific plot pieces are moving forward. Um, placing it and starting in that space is a very big character moment for Wanda. If we're to assume mm-hmm. that she is creating all of it, like she would start with 
to your point, the most idyllic version of what she would want her life to be. And that's mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and it's important to establish um when you when you establish such a tone as this episode did, um, A, it's important to get that part right, which they did. And then also B is the fact that having a second episode really kind of cemented uh, the first episode as a bookend. And it, mm-hmm. and it felt like a complete story. And I'm guessing that was their intention to release both of these at the same time. 100%. Yeah, for sure. So uh, in the second episode, we're in the 60s, baby. You know, um, so uh, put on your tie-dye and smoke a doobie. I don't know. Um, so <laughs> we're in the 60s and we get, we get, see Juan and Vision. They're in their bedroom in separate beds. And uh, classic stuff, by the way, that they used to do that on TV where people are just like, people watch TV and be like, yes, this is normal. Husbands and wives sleep in separate beds. It definitely mm-hmm. happens. Um, but anyway, they hear strange noises outside of their house. And there's a, I, I really like this is good comedy, I think, where, uh, you know, Vision clearly is afraid to check what it is, but he doesn't want to admit it. Um, <laughs> like uh, this episode, like you're going to get into all the details why, but this is a Paul Bettany tour de force. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. He's really he's so great. Yeah. And he, yeah. yeah, he just, he's so charming and he gets to do a lot of stuff that you don't get to see him do his vision. And sure. I, it's great. Uh, I want to shout out my friend uh, Thomas Larays, who uh, threw this out here when, especially when we get to the later part when he is quote unquote like drunk on gum. Mm-hmm. Um, th- to him, and he asked like if we're getting those vibes, I kind of see it too. Very much Paul Bettany in uh, Knight's Tale, mm-hmm. just Very like that so. kind of manic behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think that's a good way. Like for those who aren't so used to seeing uh, Bettany like that, that's a good place to look at. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we're in the sixth. So yes, they check out. They end up thinking, realizing, quote unquote, because it's we're not really sure. Actually, I don't think it's true um, that it is a branch outside of the house um, that's just hitting the window, and that's what it is. And uh, brought together by this, uh, Wanda uses her powers to make the twin beds become one bed, which is nice um, because then it, it stops being unrealistic. And the next day, they're practicing for magic show because Vision, who even though uh, his mini name- shout out for the open, like the Bewitched oh. parody. Open. Oh, sorry about that. Perfect. Yes, you're right. Perfect. I completely forgot. Yes, there's a perfect Bewitched style. So cheesy, uh, so good. Opening credits. Yeah, it's real, but it's really well made. And it's th- those no little perfect. things that really work. Yeah. Um, yes, but they're preparing for a magic show the next day, and Vision goes by the name Illusion. Um, mm-hmm. which is funny because Vision is already a fine name for a magician. Right. Um, and what was, I honestly forgot to write down, what was uh, Wanda's uh, assistant name? Glamour. Yeah, Glamour. Her name was Glamour. Both of which are yeah. Marvel Easter eggs as well. Oh, okay, see. Are they? Yes, know. there are, if I recall. A little correctly. later, a little later. Yeah, exactly. Yes, <laughs> uh, because apparently there is a talent show to fundraise for like the school, I believe. Um, apparently it's the only fundraiser for the school, which seems like a very inefficient way to fund a school. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and they, they're, they're very insecure about it because they want to impress their neighbors. And they also want to make sure their neighbors don't think that they are weird on all, another great sitcom setup, And I think an, also a really great thing where it immediately puts them in proximity to all of their neighbors, the people who could quote unquote, find them out, you know? Yeah. And then there's also, um, something kind of buried underneath it and the way they're acting, uh, and it's not even necessarily a continuation of the previous episode because of like kind of the changes of scenery, but they're acknowledging an underlying tension that's going on. 
Because mm-hmm. there's nothing that we have seen evidence so far that anyone is suspicious of them, mm-hmm. but they are operating in some way like they need to convince the rest of this neighborhood that they're normal. exactly specifically Wanda more mm-hmm. than Vision. For sure, Vision is kind of more following along, and Wanda's like, I just want to be normal. I just mm-hmm. want to mm-hmm. fit in. I just want to blend in. Exactly, um, and so uh, you know their their trick is it's basically it's a. Um, I had not write down what, the, what they call it in this, but it is a box that you step into and it functions exactly the same way as the Aztec tomb in Arrested Development. Yes. Um, I, I drew them. I knew you clocked that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, it's so, an yes, illusion. It's an illusion. Exactly. His name is illusion. It, they're illusions. His name is a magic trick. Yes. Um, and so as the seven vision is going to spend the day, he's going to uh, go to the neighborhood watch meeting to, you know, mm-hmm. um, fraternize with his other neighbors and yes. Wanda is going to go to a, I believe a planning committee meeting for the talent show and other things, um, you know, just to meet her, her neighbors as well. Mm-hmm. And then as uh, Wanda is leaving the home, she sees a to- red toy helicopter in the bushes. Now, why is it a problem AC that she sees a red toy helicopter? Well, because obviously we're still gray yeah, you know, it's still in gray. It's a little, it's a little odd. It's a little weird. Yes, you see and, colors. Um, and then we not only see the colors, we see the sword insignia mm-hmm. on uh, right. the on the helicopter. So yes. it's it's another break in the reality as Wanda is like kind of like transfixed mm-hmm. on seeing this thing. Yes. And then to to nobody's surprise, uh, somebody breaks that tension, and that is uh, Miss Agnes. Agnes. I was just gonna say, it's always fun to see. Uh, that effect, it's always cool to me when one thing's color and nothing else is. I, even though I mean, I Shadow was, yeah, cool. you know? Even even I know how to do it on like uh, After Effects and stuff. Like it's not hard, but it is still cool to see. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Also, like if you're any kind of emotional person posting to any social platform, you need to know how to go black and white except one piece of color. Like 100%. how else are you going to bear your soul? Yeah, see, I know that Pleasantville is the reference everyone has for it. I always think of the book, The Giver, but that's just because I have never seen Pleasantville. Fair um, enough. And it's just also because, like, you know, I think that the thing about the givers is they try to talk about how to tr- describe color if you're the only person seeing it. And so that's kind of what I imagine Wanda's looking at because mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, definitely strange to see something in color on black and white. And this is also another scene, by the way, where they change camera angles to something you wouldn't see in a sitcom and they show her in close-up. It's a good shout yes. yeah. Agnes distracts her. Uh, something that tells me Agnes has some ulterior motives, guys. But uh, I mean, seems like she's Catherine Hahn, a character with ulterior motives. Like to me, <laughs> yes. that's just like it's it's not even the specific character. It's just like oh, Catherine Hahn's involved. Something's afoot. Exactly. Um, but yes, Agnes uh, decides to invite. You know, uh, she's like, come on, Wanda, let's go to a women's gathering hosted by Dottie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I forgot to mention because it's in the first episode too. My favorite part of the show so far is Agnes shitting on her husband, Ralph, who's not on screen. Oh, just, Ralph is getting it. Like, yeah, that, Agnes is a Ralph. savage when it comes to Ralph. That yes. Ralph must be real terrible, let me tell you. Yes. And so, yes, because apparently Dottie hosts this women's gathering. And Dottie <laughs> is, by all accounts, the worst woman on the face of the earth. She's just the snooty leader of the neighborhood. But uh, shout, her, shout out Emma Caulfield, mm-hmm. like uh, Anna Buffy from fame. Buffy fame. Happy 40th birthday to Buffy Summers today. Apparently, oh. uh, her, her character, like at the day of this recording, I just saw it uh, on uh, Instagram. But yeah, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller posted it. Buffy would have turned 40 today. So yes. there you go. So at this women's gathering, and this has been concurrently with the neighborhood watch gathering, and I'll go one by one. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that they're discussing the talent show. And there's a very creepy thing where when they're discussing why they're doing it, they all in unison say for the children, for the children. Yes. Which is one it's of those things. It's a reference to the kids here. Yes. Mm. It's a, it's a nice sentiment, but it's one of those things where if you hear multiple people saying it in unison, it's scary, you know? Yes. For sure. <laughs> um, Cause like, it's good things to do good to do things for the children, but um, entirely, but collectively in such a unified and aligned way, mm. it gets a little off. Not great. Not great. Uh, Bob. And as this is happening, um, Wanda makes a new friend, a woman named Geraldine, who we, mm. because we've been watching casting and stuff, we know is actually Maria Rambeau. Mm-hmm. Um, That's Monica Rambeau. Monica Rambeau. Monica Rambeau. Sorry, yes, I apologize. Sir. I was all good. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, I know. I know. I just know Stephanie's gonna listen to it. She's gonna punch me through the computer. And that's <laughs> um, Monica Rambeau. And I do like when they meet because there is a we- there is definitely a weird vibe about her from the get go. For sure. Oh yeah, she's um, she looks a little confused um, at, the, at, at trying to introduce herself, mm-hmm. and notice that uh, once uh, Wanda touches her, that she suddenly has a name for herself because she didn't know beforehand. Damn, I didn't even pick up on that. I, I knew that she didn't know what her name was, but I didn't pick up that uh, it was because she um, touched her. But yeah, so they're con- they're chit chatting, and Dottie's not a fan of them uh, at all. And so as this is happening, like I said, there's a neighborhood watch meeting and the guys there are very hesitant to let Vision in, which, you know, you can't feel bad for him. So you get the idea that even though they're not suspecting that he's like a robot, obviously, that he's made enough. It's more that he's a square. Exactly. Which is, uh, yeah. Exactly. Um, And you also get the impression really quickly that this neighborhood watch meeting is not really about keeping the neighborhood safe. It's just about hanging out. Yeah, it's really just a boys club uh, for them to have. Um, in part because in any of these things, the neighborhood is usually in good shape. There's never anything for a neighborhood watch in any of these sitcoms to really do. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. And the head of this, um, the head of this uh, little gathering is a gentleman by the name of Herbert, mm-hmm. who we will uh, talk about a little bit later. All, All right. right. I w- well, this is the great thing about Easter eggs. I did not even clock that guy as a person that was important, um, but right. uh, apparently he is. And so that you know, uh, Vision. Um, basically talks his way into being involved and he wants to, you know, help out. And he, but he also mentions when they offer him a snack, he says, no, I don't eat food. And he quickly adds between meals. Mm-hmm. And then they offer him a piece of gum. And he says, as far as I understand, this is only for mastication so he can have it. Um, and it must be one of your favorite written jokes in the episode. I mean, I just, I love a good, I love how big they play everyone being shocked. Yeah. Like it's okay. What you do in your own home or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. um, yeah, and then the chewing of the gum is probably my favorite sight gag of the whole thing. Oh, because, perfect. Like, just the cartoon visual of it and also, I mean, just all the memes that have come out of it where basically only two themes can defeat Vision, a uh, piece of gum and Thanos. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the... Just how committed and also kind of where it leans to that question again of, like, is Vision... A part of this neighborhood or is vision experience it experience this along with wanda but that his body adheres to the sitcom rules is a yes. very interesting thought yes because you as, as you described you literally see he swallows the gum and then you see a cartoon illustration of the gum like cl- clogging up the gears inside of him mm. um which is i think just great yeah um, that was well done 
And we go back to the women's meeting and uh, Wanda stayed behind to help clean up. And Dottie is asked, asked the pointed question. Uh, well, the first, sorry, Dottie then, uh, there's a radio next to them and it stops playing music and it starts to play a voice calling out for Wanda. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and who is doing this to you, I believe is what it says. Mm-hmm. And Dottie asks, like, who are you? And then the radio breaks and the glass in Dottie's hand shatters and she bleeds. But the problem is she bleeds in color. So scary stuff. That's more interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, if, if uh, unfortunately, we don't get a chance because from the naked eye, the clock that, that's there, um, we didn't notice at the time, but the clock is missing a six. I wonder why that, I wonder why that is. Well, I mean, I guess yeah, we're going to have to talk about that in Easter egg. I know. And if it's good we have Jerome here because as a Toronto native, he's an expert on the six. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, that's perfect. Um, you'll get to the, you know, let's just shout out this Easter egg now just because we're here. Yeah. Did everyone know who the voice was off the bat? I didn't realize immediately. I didn't realize but, it. Yeah. No, I, I know like it is Jimmy now. Woo. It is Jimmy Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it just, I think it's just more of the thing of like, and I think this is what I am generally happy with. Like we will go into Easter eggs and that's good. And actually, I don't know, depending on our listener base, how they go through it. I wouldn't be surprised if some people might actually want to skip some of the Easter eggs because I think what is kind of the intent of like creating this show and the way they're playing it out is, yeah, this is great for all the people who know the show and know the details and are able to capture it and like solve the mystery. But like letting the show kind of reveal it to you mm-hmm. might actually be a cool experience in itself as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So um, after uh, after that, we come to the talent show and uh, Wanda's backstage waiting for Vision and Vision showed up, shows up and he is apparently gum, chewing gum and swallowing it makes him appear to be intoxicated. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because his, gear, his gears are just not moving anymore. There's exactly. That functions, yeah. And Very this fun. next sequence, I think, is probably my favorite of the two episodes where Vision starts to do... Um, we could go one by one if you'd like. But basically, he starts to do... He, they do their show, and he starts to do actual magic, like with his powers. Right. And yeah. But Wanda has to use her powers to make like practical explanations. So like, he starts floating and she has to like snap her fingers and make like a crane come up behind mm-hmm. him. Or he lifts up the piano and he has to turn the, she has to turn the piano into, um, uh, into like cardboard. I just think these are. Shout out that one guy who was like, that was my grandmother's like just a classic sitcom of great, great. Yes. And then the final trick though, is he uses like the, what is it? The, I honestly remember the name of it. The coffin, the, the, the right. not Aztec tomb is what it is. Um, <laughs> And, but he forgets to tell Glamour to get inside, which is a problem because mm-hmm. that's the whole trick. <laughs> so she instead, and I think that this honestly kind of fucked up, well, Wanda does, snaps right. her fingers and makes Geraldine yep. appear inside. Right. Yeah. Um, which, of course, she's like, what the hell happened? <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and so they are, you know, they, uh, when they get backstage, Vision tells Wanda what happened with the gum and she takes it out of them and they're trying to sneak away because they're like, oh my God, we just blew our cover. They're going to hate us. But it turns out that they won comedy performance of the year, uh, which mm-hmm. is exciting. because It's the first of its kind because of how well they did it. It's the inaugural. Exactly. Yeah. They made a trophy. They went, they ran down yeah. to the trophy shop and made it quickly. 
Right. Um, um, yeah. But no, it's, I mean, like, for, I think, of the two episodes, that's probably my favorite sequence, just the back and forth and the creating the tension. Essentially, it's the equivalent of the choking scene from the first one, right? Where things are, um, where, it like, the powers are starting to come more into place and, like, the, them having to go back and forth and really hold up the facade of everything that's going on in front of, uh, live people who are reacting. Also, shout out again, Catherine Hahn constantly roasting Ralph throughout the mm -hmm. whole proceedings. Yeah. Uh, Ralph, whoever he is, uh, rest in peace. I maybe, um, but <laughs> yeah, he. It was just, uh, it was just like really well choreographed, and um, at least for a moment, seeming like in a sitcom sense, like is enough to like pass off for the rest of the group. But uh, yeah, ultimately, they got what they wanted out of it. No one really knows. We also had our For the Children moment. We don't know if the children in any way have been helped from anything no. that's happened here. Uh, if money has been raised, if uh, it's, it's it's just um, it's very classic sitcom, um, which like I honestly can't wait until you get to you know an '80s version of this where uh, you need to save the youth center and the contest has the exact amount of money that does that. Like that's that's my favorite trope. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's just, I think it's such a clever concept of they're actually doing real magic, but they have to make it look fake. For sure. I think it's just a fun thing to do. Um, and then speaking of the children, when they get home, they're like, they're on the couch and Wanda gets up and honestly, not dissimilar from a sim. She's just all of a sudden pregnant. Um, yeah. and, uh, you know, it's exciting, you know, they're, and she's like, is this real? And, uh, you know, vision says it is. And they're about to celebrate, but they hear a noise outside again. Mm -hmm. Oh, hold and on. Before you continue, Jake, I just want to say that it, it's 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 unfortunate to me because I would have loved to see them actually pay off your feelings about vision and his anatomy. Right. In that the thing is, I didn't want to say, I didn't want to get into that right now, but yes, I think that that is a fair thing to say. Um, however, I <laughs> well, don't. Okay. Um, yes. She shows that she's pregnant there. But the idea of showing that you're pregnant is usually like part way in in terms of like during the pregnancy itself. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if we're saying we're just working on a sped up timeline, I don't know. We all saw them push their beds together. That That's is right. true. But the day, but that afternoon, she clearly wasn't pregnant. So I, unfortunately, I, as much as I want – that to be like this as much as i want it to be canon i don't think it is and i'm okay with that I, i'm just saying we can rewrite this as she was pregnant this whole time she only started showing at the end of the episode i mean that would be crazy and honestly the thing is i don't know how visions you know uh his stuff works you know i'm trying to keep it i'm trying to keep it a little bit not uh x-rated in my descriptions um, Fair enough. You know, because I feel like these people a lot. Whereas the other episodes we did, like in the in the hiatus, like a couple hundred people listen to it. I don't know if people listen to this one. I don't need to be saying some more. Oh, like true. <laughs> You're exposing yourself. Enough. A uh, I mean, funny I don't, enough, I don't, saying I don't, exposing I don't, it's, honestly, it's, it's it's honestly <laughs> less. I swear to God, it's even less about me because I'll tweet about it. It's more just about like I don't need to solely this show, which I do with two other people. <laughs> right By the it. way, I love when Jake asked the question to the Marvel uh, when they were doing the virtual questions mm -hmm. for the WandaVision thing. And Jake got a few responses like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The, the few like... And I just kept telling people, like someone posted, responded to me because I asked basically, um, 
you know, it, we know that he has a penis, but what happens? I'm just gonna say, what 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 comes out of him when he does the deed? You know, what is it like? What right. type of substance? And I think that that's a fair question to ask. And mm-hmm. someone gave me like a photo of like one of the fish in SpongeBob, like being like, oh. And I responded, and I feel this way. Don't look at me like that. I'm doing journalism. There and just because you if you're too afraid to ask the real questions, then I can't help mm-hmm. you. But anyway, speaking of things, I have questions about. I, yeah. I feel like it's more of a viscous version of what comes out of his head when he like shoots his beams. <laughs> Oh crap! That's actually not a bad idea. That's not right? bad. That's not bad. Um, I think yeah. that's spot on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so they go outside because there's a bang outside, and there is a beekeeper climbing out mm-hmm. of the sewers. And obviously, we're going to talk about this in the Easter eggs because I have no. Are, we're in color is. at this point, right? Did we? Just no, not yet. No, not, not yet. yet. No, okay, no, we're not. Because then, because then they Wanda go back. It got it. Okay. Is disturbed by this. And this completely, the, the, the camera on this is all not sitcom anymore. It's mm-hmm. very creepy and strange. She rewinds right back to when she first revealed that, that she's pregnant. Thank you very much. And then the world becomes into color, into a 70s aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, and the episode ends during this episode. And this has the same ending with the TV, where this mm-hmm. time they sit down together and uh, they kiss um, because it's the 60s now. Well, 70s now, and you can kiss. Mm-hmm. And during this episode, by the way, there was a commercial, and it's for Strucker watches with of the Hydra logo on. Baron them, von Strucker, who of course turned I, them into turned her into Scarlet Witch. I I get that they're Nazis, but I love a Hydra appearance. <laughs> like every oh. time Hydra shows up for anything, I just they're think very, very it's very it's so great. Um, and honestly, and they have an all time cheer, Hail Hydra. Mm-hmm. The alliteration's perfect. I mean, the problem is that the alliteration's based on another alliteration, which is not so great, but I understand. That one's not, exactly. And that's why I say, like, I hate that I enjoy it so much in terms of just, like, just Hydra just being just this inept group of I'll say this. I'll say this. What is the difference, like, when you think about it, between Mm -hmm. cut off one head and two more grow and the classic sports philosophy of next man up? What's the difference? <laughs> it's really the same thing. Boom. Next, Boom. They're Boom. saying next man up. Yeah. Um, and so, yes. Uh, so those are the episodes. And we're going to talk more about it. But I ha- we have to just Let's pass just on the in. ball and just yep. uh, let them isolate. This is Anthony Canton III's Easter Egg Corner. This is AC's Easter Eggs. And wait, you're allowed to do that for this episode. You're gonna have to update it per period each episode. You just locked yourself in that. That's that's just gonna be that you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is great because I can't wait till we get to like the '80s Grandmaster Flash. Like, oh, 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 oh. Uh. (laughs) oh man! All right, guys. Um. All right, I'm not sure where to start here, but um, I do want to, and I feel like this is a is a relevant part of the conversation. Vision, um, is he is he still dead? Is he is he alive? Is he a, a fixture of uh, Wanda's imagination? Does he really world? have an in- indestructible head? Well, <laughs> yeah, does he? Like all of those things are like really really interesting questions. Um, so Wanda. What we've noticed in the first two episodes is apparently not only she she used the powers of what felt like the time stone at the mm. end of episode two, where she rewinds and can do that. Mm. So I'm I'm just like wondering um, as we are seeing her powers apparently grow into something different. Does she have all of the powers of the Infinity Stones? Because 
in terms of uh, suggestion, as she she tells Vision to just help uh, help Mr. Hart on the floor, and he goes immediately mm. to it. Um, there's all these aspects of the of the Infinity Stones that it seems like she has a portion of of those powers. Um, the Reality Stone, the Ether. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, this is something that she's that's that's herself. that's her stone though, the Reality Stone, right? No, like, actually, what, oh, she originates from the mind, stone, the mind Stone. Her, her stone was made of the Mind Stone of okay. Loki Scepter. Um, okay. So and then Vision, Vision is also then? The or, Vision is yeah. a product They're both of the Mind Stone, okay. which signifies okay. their connection. Right. Um, to, so that part is interesting. And, you know, so they're kind of related. Sure. I just want to say that. Keep going. They're kind of related. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just very, like, intrigued. Before I get into, like, the official, like, information mm-hmm. portion that I'm going to give, the Vision aspect of whether he's alive or... Is he going to be alive because of this mysterious character that we have not uh, seen yet? Because there have been references to the devil. Um, the devil is in the details in, in episode mm. two. Um, and then what you call it, uh, and he's not always around where you're looking for him. Mm-hmm. Um, the missing six on the clock. Mm-hmm. Uh we are looking for a devil character, and the and a devil in Marvel is named Mephisto. Um, mm. Mephisto is a character who did we have Mephisto point... also in first class? No, no, we that was a different. Oh, he was like a devil. No, isn't Azazel the one in? Uh... Az- yes, that's all right. Azazel? Azazel? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Now, Mephisto... those also are both actual demons and devils in. Right, exactly. Mephisto is yeah. another. Yeah, so these are all Marvel yeah. loves to pick from actual theology but anyway continue yeah yeah so like so the the whole six aspect and the whole devil thing is interesting because is this something that wanda made a deal with the devil to Mm. bring vision back from the dead and in order for this to happen uh wanda must bear two children because jumping to the next thing uh we have twin toasts in the toaster we have twin mm-hmm. lobsters flying out the window. We have twin beds, um, referring to probably the twins that Wanda and Vision do have, uh, Billy and, and Tommy. If I recall, like, we don't actually indicate at any point. We just know that she's pregnant. We don't know that there are twins, right? Not yet, no. Okay. No, but, but I mean, like, the trailers have shown two mm-hmm. uh baby- No, no, which is fine. I mean, just for the sense of, like, separating yeah. the Easter egg element versus what we've actually been revealed. Yeah, right. We just, yeah. And yeah, I, as, as a twin, yet. I have the sixth sense about it, I can tell. Right, right. There you go. <laughs> and you know, going along with the going along with the whole twin theme for the children. Um, Ag- um Agnes, um, who I'll get to in a second, she tells Wanda obviously to seduce vision in the first episode, and then mm-hmm. in the second, as she's breaking the, the tension of seeing the helicopter. She advises Wanda about basically, you know, everything she should do as she moves in, including schools for the children. And mm. uh, that's another reference that um, will allude to these kids that Wanda Wanda's going to have. Um, Agnes is kind of like a little bit of a code name for Agatha Harkness, who is the witch who teaches Scarlet Witch um, how to use her powers and kind of like guides her along the way. So um, and is Agnes... She- is she typically a villain or a hero in that? Like, because I did read the same in terms of how Agnes is supposed to be a bit of a mentor, but 
I mean, if Scarlet Witch is supposed to be a quote unquote good character. I mean, she does some really heinous stuff. Okay. So, like, I would like to classify her more as a villain. Sometimes she hasn't really been like to that degree mm-hmm. um, classified that way, but she's done some heinous things. I actually just read something in the vision run that I'll right. get to in a little bit. Um, so, so as far as like, you know, Ag- Agnes goes, um, is Agnes doing um, a potential Mephisto's bidding? I don't know. Is right. she is she trying to help Wanda out of this situation? Uh, it could, could be anybody's guess as far as that's concerned, but obviously she plays such a huge part in this. Um, the hexagons that we see, and as the camera zooms out, and we go to the sword insignias that we see all throughout the episode in different places, the helicopter, uh, the beekeeper, we see sword all over the place. Um, the hexagons are the shape of and the insignia of AIM, uh, which we last saw in Iron Man 3. Um, and I do wonder, are we introducing AIM to this show? Are we introducing, are they a part of this whole plan um, in terms of um, uh, machinery and mechanics to help create this this uh, pocket dimension as well as using Wanda's powers to do so. That's a possible um, part of this too. The 823 um, with the heart on it. So this is something I just read right before we started. The 823, if you reverse it, is uh, 23-8, obviously, um, which is how Europe does its calendars. And 238 is a, is a, is a Marvel comic book um, involving Vision and Monica Rambeau as they uh, are in a fight with some uh, with some villains. I forgot that the name of the villain is, is kind of weird. So I, I don't remember the name of the villain, but nonetheless, Vision gets really injured in the battle in that book. So hmm. that might be a reference to, to what's happening here. And uh, your man's Herbert. Your man's Herbert. The name Herbert is Herbert Wyndham, who is called the high evolutionary. Um, He's a very, very intelligent, sentient being who is really involved in uh, with a creation of the Inhumans, which um, made me wonder for a second if um, not only the Inhumans thing, which we may see in Miss Marvel at some point because she is an Inhuman, um, is there a mutant connection? I don't know. We'll, right. we'll, we'll find out about that. But Herbert... Uh, Herbert is somebody to watch going forward, if that's actually him. They threw that name out there quickly. Uh, in the second episode of the title cards, WandaVision, as we see everything and they're running through all the the, 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 the sight gags and everything, as Vision goes, uh, phases down, straight down to the uh, living room floor, you have to freeze frame it at the right time. But as he's going through the top floor, there's a helmet and there's bones and the helmet is the symbol of the grim reaper a villain who was obsessed with uh killing vision because originally in the comics vision's uh brain waves were uh created from wonder man who is the brother of the grim reaper and the bones signify what happened in the vision run in the comics vision has a family uh he has a wife he has two kids uh, this is not Wanda. This is after Wanda. They got uh, they got di- divorced or whatever. They they separate or whatever happened there. And Grim Reaper attacks Vision's family uh, while they're at home. And what you go brutally injures uh, Vision's daughter. 
and Vision's wife proceeds to kill him and kill him very brutally and bury him in the backyard. So that helmet is that helmet uh, symbolism plus the bones is a nod to that. And will we see the Grim Reaper in this? Will we see Wonder Man in this? Um, these are things to watch going forward. Uh, I'm trying to think, is there anything else that I missed that was important? Let me just scroll through. Um, um, is there anything, before I continue, is there anything that you guys have any questions on? Are you interested yeah, I, in? Yeah, like, big question. Because uh, there's the beekeeper at the end. And I have a great uncle and two uncles that are beekeepers. And I assume it's not my uncle Walt, my uncle Jack, or my uncle mm -hmm. Jeff. So who is it? I I mean, this could be AIM. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything B-related about them? That well, he, he has of? a sword logo on his back. Right? He has a sword. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that kind of throws you off, is that right. they have the, it has the sword logo. So I'm not, you know, exactly sure. And that's a, that's another thing that the show does well. They throw a lot of stuff at you, and it can mean this, or it can mean this, or it might just yeah. be not to the comic. But so there's nothing in the comics with bees that is notable. Um, I mean, you could say you could technically say that aim could. I mean, it's the thing that's closest to. Like how how closely connected are we to the my girl universe? Is what I'm trying to figure out here. Great question. Great to question. the my girl. My girl. My girl. My oh, girl, my. the movie My Girl, because he's oh. in the clothes one gets stung by bees. <laughs> one of the greatest. Um, he uh, can't see it without his glasses. Called. Give him his glasses. What <laughs> no, a great scene. Oh, nice, it's, nice it's voice. It's basically play there. the same situation when it comes to Wanda and Vision, mm -hmm. like what happens in My Girl as well. Yeah. Like, it's, Macaulay yeah. wishes he could return he back. He can't time. see without his mind stone. He can't see without his mind stone. <laughs> mm -hmm, exactly. And okay, so like um, the other thing, so when we see Geraldine for the first time on her jacket, she has a pendant that has uh, that looks like a sling ring. The sling ring obviously mm -hmm. is something that Doctor Strange uses. Is mm. this how Geraldine got into this uh, reality that Wanda yeah. created uh, via Doctor Strange or somebody who's with Doctor Strange? Um, Dottie, um, there is an alleged connection to um, the name Clea. Uh, who Clea is a uh, lover of Doctor Strange, and okay. who is a who is a, a sorcerer lady too. So that may play a part into what's happening here. And I'm trying to think: is there any is there anything else? I always wondered if if uh, if the hearts were like a symbol of something. Uh, both Mister and Missus Hart. I wasn't sure exactly about that. Um, I couldn't really put my finger on it. And even after I, I did my searches, right. not yeah. not a even lot if the, I mean I, I could be completely wrong. But I think the most basic, and this is not Marvel level symbolism, it does feel though like very base symbolism of a android is trying to impress his boss. It, Hart right. is a good last name because that's what he doesn't mm -hmm. have. Obviously, it's like yeah, very service level, yeah, but that's like good, that's just like that's that's a good point. Yeah. Now yeah. I just want to say that when you're when you're first talking about whether Vision's alive, now I could be completely wrong. I probably am because this isn't that complex. But the way I was kind of taking it all in, and this was not like a conscious choice, this is kind of just the way that I was interpreting everything, was mm -hmm. that like the reason why Wanda was able to like reverse time and stuff like that is because either this is all in her mind or she's projecting it into other people's minds. Like mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm seeing it less as something that's actually happening and more that like maybe she's, like if you were to show me that like her, Jimmy Woo, 
and uh, Monica Rambeau are all in a room and she's like inadvertently putting this vision into all their minds. That's sure. everything. Whereas like not actually, the reason yeah. she's able to reverse it is because it's not real. Once again, I could be completely wrong, I, but yeah, that's how like, I interpreted that. So when you mentioned like just the notion of it being maybe the time stone uh, because of the reversal of time, I, it, yeah, I just never took it that way. And I, I think for me, uh, like the reality stuff makes sense and her change in reality. I think when it came to that, uh, it was less kind of like what um, Jake was saying. Like, if this isn't real, then you don't need an actual time stone to undo it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was just more like we are fitting within, like there's a certain acknowledgement that she knows what she's creating is also in itself a television show. Yeah. And how do you undo something? If you're watching something on TV, yeah. you rewind it. And yeah. so like, to me, I just took it as just like, she was oh, rewinding yeah, her story. Um, but like, okay, I, obviously like we, we will figure that out and see what happens. Um, with, with this cover, the Easter egg questions, cause I do have a follow-up to come like to leave. Yes. Out. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, Okay, so we're down two episodes, and I think it kind of leads to, uh, like, what I was saying earlier where I felt, you know, like, it was good in terms of hitting all the genres and, like, planting the seeds. I don't personally think I can do two more genres that don't really go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, we should be seeing some action soon. Is that fair to say? I agree. Okay, so yeah. just to um, clarify, because uh, just doing a little digging on these things, obviously we're going by decade, we're going forward. Mm-hmm. So the first, I think, six episodes are dedicated to this genre stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and obviously there'll be Easter eggs along the way. And then the last three episodes are like a full on MCU thing. So got it. Okay. Because so, like, I so, like, guess like, maybe coming. There is still development coming because and the episodes are are gonna get longer in uh, runtime. Got it. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think it works. Obviously, like, I was thinking about this just definitely in the sense of uh, how we like say look at a Disney Plus thing where, um, when I thought about say the Mandalorian season two and we talked about it a lot, the overall arc never necessarily moved like a great amount. But I think you could look at the individual episodes as being like having enough in it that you feel. Um, like very satisfied. And I think you have a lot in here, um, but I am curious. I wish we could like talk to someone who just like has no knowledge of MCU. And I guess like Jake and I covered that end, um, like not like to the level of UAC, but how are they taking this? Are they able to appreciate it enough for what it is? Because I kind of like am torn a little in between where I think this is good for two episodes. I don't know if I want it for six. Yeah. So I don't think I think it's okay. Go easy. Yeah. No, what I was gonna say. Was I don't think it's gonna was, go there, but like just knowing that, like no, I was we have six more genres too because that was a lot of the reaction that I got from well, people just reading their re, their general reactions to people who don't know about this per se. It's yeah. like what's going on? I don't really understand it, and to a degree. And a lot of, I think this is really cool. It's really interesting, but I don't know what's happening here. And that's yeah. a fair it's, question. It's not, it's not often that like you have to watch a show and it may even require you to do the additional research. And, um, and so like, yeah, I think it was good for what it was. Uh, I definitely would like to see a little more movement and like not necessarily like real ones know the whole time through. Right. Right. And that's fair because like we've talked about the problems with the Marvel Netflix shows is that they are about to try and do a 360 dunk and they just get caught up in the air and we're Mm -hmm. just waiting for stuff. For sure. And and so like that's something that we have to see going forward. How much is this going to advance itself? Um, I think to this point right now, what they established 
is that this is clearly uh, with the colors coming into play. This is a what Wanda what Wanda imagines her life to be, what she wants, and now yeah. this reality is slow slowly starting to break. And you're right, the payoff does have to be significant in a, in a way. It's just like we the way that like I digested it is there's so many potential like villains and stuff and, and sure. that were thrown at us like in a in a way that makes me think that they're they're leading it to a place and then they're gonna have a big blow off that mm-hmm. kind of sets up what the I, what I, the I, multiverse saga is going to be. For sure, so. I'm with you on that. I think uh, this kind of leans a little bit to like last episode. I know I wasn't on it, but we, we were talking about. Uh, like you were talking about the DCEU and like even especially how MCU operates. Uh, I I like the connective tissue that goes on with certain things. Um, I think there is a level and this is not me in any way criticizing it quite yet. Like I just have to see where this all like leads to. But I do also like the idea of being able to watch a thing and not have to think of its implications. Yeah. Yeah, like I just like that, you, like I don't yeah, know that everyone fair. like would like I I think and we're seeing it in this group like between the three of us like like AC I would say you consume Marvel in a very meta way that you will like enjoy the thing but like it's very much about also putting together the puzzle pieces and speculating what comes next and finding the Easter eggs and looking for the source material. Oh, and I'm I think, Cole figuring yeah, everything right out on the exactly board. and yeah. I think I think it's very cool and how intricate it is but i wouldn't say it always makes for like the most entertaining standalone uh, I content i think it's from, all, yeah from, i think what you're hitting no, on I, th- I don't think they're gonna do this it's, no i don't, I don't but think yeah the, i don't think the next two episodes are gonna be i think each episode as it goes along in the in like the uh motifs of sitcoms is gonna break the sitcom more and more each time i imagine yeah Just, I, 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 the balance too smart is going to lean more yeah exactly and i i think I, I again, like I said, like I am in no way like raising a red flag on what's going on, but I think that's like what's actually also informed my experience of watching the first two episodes, where I'm like very well executed, very well done, but very calculated in clearly like doing a lot of setup, which I like again, I probably will end up appreciating in the long run, but I don't know that I always need like all my Marvel stuff to always be about something later. I yeah. sometimes want it to be just about what's now. And, you know, part of it also can be the fact that we haven't seen this content done in this manner and we haven't seen Marvel content in a while. So, mm-hmm. like, originally, as Jake mentioned earlier, we were supposed to get uh, Black Widow and Falcon and the Winter Soldier first. For so sure. this is like, this is a throw off. I don't yeah. think they intended originally to do it this way. Mm-hmm. But um, Kevin Feige sounds like he's all on board and just getting weird. And, they, and I do right, appreciate yeah. the fact that they decided to take a swing and just do something completely different than everything that they've done uh, mm-hmm. before. So yeah. I'm intrigued to see how it plays yeah. out. Yeah. And it's why we talk about the Mandalorian and what we like about it and how it's like different in every episode almost kind of has its own standalone thing. Mm-hmm. And even yep. if the plot doesn't feel like it's generally moving in a way, mm-hmm. it, it, it does make you feel like you, you have something that you enjoy, enjoy it for what it is. Um, mm-hmm. This, um, this is not an enjoy it for what it is, at least to this point. Quite yet. yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. yet. So we'll, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens. And that brings me to my last question about these episodes. Uh, Jerome, what are you looking forward to most about the rest of the show? Um, 
I am looking forward to just like I understand the point of it is that it's a lot of misdirection, but I'm just looking forward to some straight direction at mm-hmm. some point. Good call. That's basically it. Yeah. AC? Uh Wanda Psyche and Vision continuing this analytical trying to figure out what's happening thing and mm-hmm. what kind of roadblocks they throw at him as he tries. Wanda Psyche is one of my favorite comedians. Um, bum, bum, bum. Uh, no, but I'm most looking forward to, um, honestly, I just want to see uh, Catherine Hahn hopefully go full villain. For sure. I'm really excited to see that. Um, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm excited to see how the characters evolve, this, all the characters evolve as things get more and more broken down. Um, I'm really looking forward to some great, like, reality-breaking stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and I think there's, like, a lot, especially because we're definitely – undoing uh wanda but you know she kind of got a lot of the short end of the stick in terms of like her end game performance where um we don't get to see her deal with like probably one of the most traumatic things to happen to any of the characters across infinity war and endgame Mm -hmm. and like we are seeing it dealt with this way but just like in a very true specifically seeing her as her character acknowledging what's going on like i would love to see some of that like more direct drama and like acting from Elizabeth Olsen uh, and just mm-hmm. like how she deals with what everything that's happened to her. I agree. Yeah, I think that's right. All right. So that's our WandaVision talk. We have to get one last piece of news that AC asked me to throw in. And I want AC, I'll let you take leave of what happened. But the way I put in my notes is Chris Evans just can't quit cap. So what's going on? <laughs> Listen, so um, apparently there was some news from uh, a couple of outlets that, that uh, Chris Evans is in talks to come back um, to the MCU he denied it immediately, which means absolutely nothing because they all deny it. Mm-hmm. Tatiana Maslany denied. Did he say no cap? <laughs> 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 I'm not doing it. No cap. Oh man, oh man. But um, but yeah, man. Like, uh, if if I I did w- openly wonder, would this have been a decision for um, Kevin Feige and Co. to ask Chris Evans to come back? Because I'm assuming that's what this was. Um, if the unfortunate passing of Chadwick Boseman hadn't happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, that I, I do feel like personally Ooh. that is uh, a part of it. Now, they say that the, the outlets that reported these things were the way that they surmised it is that Cap would come back for a like almost like a group property, whether it be like a mm-hmm. future Avengers movie, whenever they get to that. I think or, that makes the most sense for sure. Yeah, or, or or something else, you know, whether it's like a secret war or whatever um, down the pipeline and maybe for an appearance or so in that. I mean, it really depends on how they bring him back because if it's like an alternate, if it, if it goes to the alternate reality thing, then um, that's cool. And the writers of Infinity War and Endgame acknowledge that there are two caps in the timeline mm-hmm. um, currently, so... They can explain it away that way, but I'm generally curious what personally I would like to see. I would have liked to see the um, the time in between Civil War and Infinity War, the two years that Cap was on the run doing whatever he was doing with Falcon and uh, Black Widow or on his own, whatever he, he was up to during that mm-hmm. time period. I would like to see that or, or something that I wrote about directly, um, Cap returning all of the Infinity Stones to their natural place right. of order because I just don't feel like it would have been easy. Things, regular things, just happened there. Yeah, and things had to have gone on, even though it was I, the first time. I, 
Go ahead, Jake, you first. I was going to say that Marvel, if that's what it's going to be, please hire AC to run the show. Um, and then AC, please hire me to write on it. Anyway, now, Jerome, uh, what were we going to say? But like, no, how do you feel about like that? Like, wh- what kind of capacity would you see? Um, would you like? To I see? think that it has to be some type of alternate cap. But the point I made on Twitter in Nitz's replies, because I make all my good points to people's replies, is <laughs> that because a lot of people are like, well, you can't, you know, wondering whether or not you can bring it back. Like, I don't think you can bring back Tony Stark now because the wound of him dying is still fresh and like it was right. a big moment but the thing about cap is cap left on his own accord and it wasn't like a devastating loss because he didn't right. die he didn't leave and so like i think that i don't think that the he should just like show back up in the movies again right. but i think it's not as like jarring and it doesn't feel as cheap as just like bringing back like hey you think he thought he was dead He's I agree with that. again because also yeah. because they do so clearly establish that he does exist somewhere else you know, yeah. so like it's not it's not like he's they don't they don't have to use magic to get him back. He right. does get someone else. So I think it would be in a capacity of like a group thing if they do some type of secret war or something mm-hmm. involving alternate realities. Like I would be fine with that. And I think that um yeah, I, I it all sounds good to me as long as they do it well. Um, for all of what AC wants, I personally don't want that. The only way I'm on board with it is if it exists outside of the MCU filmography like if they want to do it as separate stories like yeah, limited series sure yeah. sure he, they could do that but purpose like i don't know if you're gonna bring chris evans back i don't think i need to tell those stories like i just want to keep on moving forward i think is the way it's like i don't yeah. want to fill in gaps necessarily I think that's I, fair. and i think for me uh yeah definitely in a group setting i think that'd be uh better um i yeah, it just seems like it would be very difficult to try to dive into a Cap story, but I, I think if he does come back, it's just so unlikely that he's going to get an isolated project on his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no matter what, I think we're looking at like a cameo basis and whatever way they bring him back, they bring him back. Um, but yeah, I think for me, when it comes to telling the story, because like I think we're doing a lot of that. Like I think um, Black Widow as a movie, like for me, like that's the last bit of like, well, that's okay, let's talk about what's the idea of that. Right, right. And but like I think like in a lot of ways, uh like for any new thing, like we have enough stories that we can tell that I'm not really concerned with like filling the gaps of like what's happened before. Like I think they would be really good. Uh like it'd be really good action and content, but I think it would be just like a waste of bringing Chris Evans back for that sake. That's a good point, I think. Yeah, I think that you're right. And I also think that I think it's if you're going to bring him back in a capacity in a group film, I think you want him to interact with like the newer Avengers. Exactly. Like, I think if anything, like you, you take a, an OG and you bring them back for the sake of, you know, it's, it's kind of like, it's corny, but it's like, it's the reunion special where you're like, it's the passing of the torch. It's all those elements. And I think see like to give them and like, let them exist in their own space, like really defeats the purpose of everything you're trying to build after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, and you know, like I said before, I do wonder if, um, if this would have been a thing that Marvel did, if uh, they didn't have what that's, happened, yeah, just happened. That's a really I, good question. It's it's hard to say because like a he was like so iconic in the role. B it's Captain America. True. Like at any point, like you would always make a case for bringing Captain America yeah. back, right? But would they have felt less? In, would they have felt less inclined to do so? Because I think um, the original plan was always for um, Black Panther, Spider Man, Thor. Doctor Strange and Captain Marvel to kind of be like these are mm-hmm. people that we are. Yeah, no, no, I, I hear you on that. Uh, I I get it on a kind of 
like tactical standpoint like, of filling in like a heavy hitter. Yeah. No, but like yeah, and I'm with you. I think um almost like it's not obviously not as distasteful as you know recasting Black Panther, but I don't right. know that you want to replace the role with like an old character. Like if anything, yeah. like then you just move forward with like a new character. I also that think position. that I think that while Marvel has very clear goals, like they set up the Infinity Saga and they're really good at getting it set up. They're, in my opinion, way too flexible and have been, and they don't get panicked by things like that. Yeah. Like, obviously, is a, a tragedy that Chadwick Boseman passed away and mm-hmm. really put, obviously changed a lot of things in their future. But I don't think that they, that in that case, I think there are ways for them to adjust that don't involve, like, it, it, that feels like a very, like, a much The story worse is not set in stone. So there's no yeah. reason why you're held, sure. held to anything. Yeah. Like, a, a, if that feels like a very, uh, a movie studio with a much less steady hand than Marvel would make that decision of like, oh my God, we lost our main actors. You don't have to bring someone back. It's like, I think Marvel has the confidence in their own properties where like they're that what that they know in the same way that like they can, they know when something works and they know to give you more of it, even if that's not necessarily what the comics say or what they originally were going to do. I think that they, while it's going to be hard, I have confidence in their ability to, and they would, they would have confidence in their ability to move forward without, you, you know why it's not Fair. even a think and you know that's the case they started this whole juggernaut without spider-man x-men the fantastic yeah. four like they did this already they figured out how to do this essentially with their b team yeah and, and now and now they're like playing story. with house yeah and like now they're playing with house money yeah. like all, like again all the things you said about chadwick boseman and black panther that is a loss that you're never going to replace but in terms of just like a pure like what is there to do or move forward with? Like they have too much to work with. Like yeah, they have, they yeah. So it's extensive there. And that's the thing, like, and you know, I could have applied this to what we were talking about with WandaVision and your point about like the stories itself. Mm-hmm. Um, Feige is very dedicated to source material. Mm-hmm. Very. Right. So, so that is, you I know, mean, that's his perfect rendition bear. of the Mandarin like speaks to it mm-hmm. exactly. So yeah, I agree. Well, you know, I guess the thing is, I think the thing about Kevin Feige though is, which I appreciate, is he is very, he's very partial to source material. I think, especially when they're building the character to start, but it feels like he's a lot less tethered to it as the movies go on. That like, and even though he cares a lot about source material, Mm. I would say he definitely is much more concerned with making a into entertaining movie that engrosses people than he is in the source material. Yeah. He he like, cares he cares mostly about capturing the character than it is the plot. Well, yeah, because he yeah. he's loyal to the source material, but more than anything else, he's loyal to what people love about the source material. And exactly. So he's like it's he's the willing spirit to make, and the character. Yeah. More he's willing so to make changes his... if it still serves the same thing that the source material does. Yeah, actually, that that would be my one thing. Like, hearkening back to the episode that I wasn't able to join DCU, cast well, cast well, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, that he matters. Put... That does matter too. That does matter too, and uh, uh, yeah, I feel like that that that's it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited like that uh, in whatever form for sure. Bring back. I like I'm be excited really cool. just because like Chris Evans is dope as <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Captain and, America. And, but the thing is, he's gonna be so busy playing Buzz Lightyear. No, right. not the toy. Like man, that the toy <laughs> yeah. was based on. Let's not be right. stupid. Just reading his reaction to um, uh, I think there was a, a magazine that did a story on um Endgame and stuff yeah. like that, and right. Chris Evans talked about him seeing Endgame for the first time and how much it impacted him and right. how much he was emotional watching it. I I am excited about Chris Evans becoming the Udonis Haslam of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> oh my God. 
I think is I don't think he, I don't think he can be the Udonis Haslam of the MCU because he needs to be someone who's like not who's someone who's been around the MCU forever who's not that important because like UD <laughs> I love UT but UD but he's like not you know. okay 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 so he who would be hashtag I mean honestly you almost could say Samuel Jackson's the Udonis Haslam of the MCU it would be Samuel Jackson I was thinking maybe more like Don Cheadle Don Cheadle oh yeah because Don Cheadle's gonna be around he's still around he's yeah. still around yeah, right he's still, he's still doing yeah. stuff yeah um, and he's never been like I know they made him an Avenger but that's like mostly everyone decided to leave yeah. the planet so but, then, but can Don Cheadle Don Cheadle's like you know five five he's not gonna get you ten rebounds in a night if you need him to no, he's, he's gonna really be throwing not. elbows I mean he's, well, got he's the, gonna be doing the mid, uh, he definitely got that mid-range jumper on deck oh 100 oh yeah you know Don Cheadle he you you play in the you play in the I think with him he's fairness, got the old man game I think in fairness, uh, based on his history, the man wants to steer clear of the sky as much as possible. Good point. Fair point. Good Fair point. point. And with that, thank you guys for listening to Marvel Cinematic University. We are so happy to have you for the first two episodes of WandaVision. We will be here uh, every week to recap and recount and react and other R words to all the, the next seven episodes for WandaVision. Um, and I haven't done this alone, obviously, as you can tell. I've been joined by Anthony Canton III. Anthony, we're going to be able to follow you and get your work. All right, you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony Canton underscore three. Uh, follow my podcast, check it out. Finding Peace in the Storm. Talked to the great Mariano last week. Um, it's a very good episode. A lot awesome. of um interesting nuggets on a lot of different things. We even talked James Harden trade, so that was fun to do. Um, and yeah, the, we just I'm just having conversations with people about what's happening in the world, what's happening in their lives, and uh, yeah, we'll try and continue that. So rate, review, subscribe, and of course. Subscribe to this yes, at MC University absolutely. Pod. Most definitely. Yes. Great review. Subscribe. Get us some it's, reviews. Uh, uh, maybe and some, send the show to your friends who love the MCU. Show. We know you have friends who aren't on Twitter who love the MCU. <laughs> yeah, and, tell a friend to tell a friend. You know, exactly. And uh, Jerome, we're going to people follow you. Uh, you can follow me at Black Dragon Roll. Uh, really excited to do some MCU content officially with you again. Mm-hmm. And uh, really excited for Vision to become a real man. Yes. <laughs> Yes, he's a real man. Man, this shouts to shouts to we're gonna get Iron Man. Well, no, yeah, let's get what was it? Let's get Thanos, man, or whatever. What was the thing? Or oh, <laughs> that's time to get Thanos, man. Yes, let's get Thanos is what Terrence Thanos. Howard said. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes. No shouts to Terrence Howard. Um, follow me on Twitter at the J Christie. Listen to my other podcast, No Funk and Strictly Monk. And if you happen to like the USA Network original series, Monk. Uh, and yeah, briefly subscribe to the show. Um, and you know, just keep tuning in. We really love doing this and we love hearing from you guys. Uh, but until then, uh, enjoy the rest of your week and enjoy the next episode of WandaVision, which we will talk about next week. Bye-bye.